I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. This is Courtney. I'm back sitting down with Coach Maria Marcasano from Mount St. Mary's University. She's the head women's basketball coach. Um, we're really excited to sit down and chat with her. Thanks for joining us, Coach Maria. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to chat with you and just get to know a little bit more about you and, and about your season and about your career as a basketball coach. So how about we just kick things right off and you tell us a little bit about the highs and lows of your season. Yeah, well, it's been um, obviously a really, really crazy year. Um, when we, um, as a staff, took over this program uh, almost three years ago now, we, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle. Um, so for this year, it was kind of just everything, seeing it all come together, seeing the, you know, the hard work of, um, you know, the previous two years come into this season. We didn't lose a lot. We had been young for the last two years with a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So this year uh, we were getting some injuries back. We got a transfer eligible. Um, and then plus we got, you know, our young kids some really good experience over the last two years. Um, so the highs and lows of this season was, you know, um, battling our tough non-conference, which, which we always play a, a really hard non-conference. We play a lot of guarantee games um, to bring money in for our budget. Um, and then getting to our conference season and having a really, really great conference season, competing for a regular season championship, um, ending up in second place, and then getting ready to make that conference tournament run. Um, and, you know, winning our first game in the quarterfinals and then getting ready for that semifinal game and then just finding out that you know, just like everywhere else, our tournament was going to be canceled, which, you know, is definitely the right decision, but, um, you know, was was tough um, for our girls to, to kind of handle. I remember when we called them up there, <clears throat> we were supposed to have our shoot around that day at two o'clock and I, and I messaged them because I found out about 1230. I said, hey guys, let's meet at one. And, you know, I'm sure they knew at that point, you know, um, this probably means we're not playing. And as soon as I started talking, there was just tears everywhere. And, um, even our athletic director was um, had tears in her eyes as she talked to the girls. It was just one of those things where, you know, we had had such a great season. We, um, you know, first 21 season in over 20 years in our program, we had the longest winning streak in over 21 years and we didn't lose in the month of February and um, led the conference in a lot of different categories. So we had so many highs, but then, you know, the low of all lows was just to find out that we didn't get to finish and didn't get to compete for that championship. So um, like I said, it's it's one of those things where it was definitely the right decision. And, you know, the situation we're in in this world right now is just so crazy and so scary. It's um, definitely the right decision, but none, nonetheless, not easy for our girls to swallow. Yeah, hard to not be able to finish such a great season. Yeah, absolutely. And then they were so excited and um, not only for themselves, but just we wanted to, you know, bring that championship to the school, bring it to our administration, who is so supportive of us. Our athletic director played women's basketball at the Mount and, um, you know, just to be able to do that for our fans. And then um, obviously the hard work, we didn't get to see it come to fruition, but, you know, to, to feel like we kind of let them down as well because we didn't get to do that for them. It was, it was just, like I said, a tough couple of days. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's hard to, to end the season off that way um, without really being able to end the season off. Right. And we're not the only ones going through it. And, and we understand that. I mean, there's so many, so many stories, you know, teams that hadn't made the big dance and, you know, 
10 plus years and then they're finally back and then they don't get to go or teams that finally won their championship and then it gets canceled and then teams like us who didn't even get to finish their conference championship. So, I mean, we're all going through this together, but um, it's just a very uh, surreal and, you know, just kind of a big bummer at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow nonetheless. Like everybody's going through it, but it's still, still a hard one to swallow. How did you get the title of head coach? at Mount St. Mary's like what what got you there well I kind of um had a different different path than I guess most um coming out of college I, I would have said I never wanted to be a coach I didn't want to have to decide playing time I always thought that that was such a difficult thing you know everyone in high school is so good and everyone's kind of the star of their team or at least has a huge role and then you get to college and they they all want the same thing and everyone wants the same thing and I didn't like that the idea of having to kind of decide who gets to play. But I played overseas a couple of years and I, I got into coaching a little bit over there. And then one year in between seasons overseas, I, I decided to coach at this small division three school right outside of Fort Wayne where I'm from, Manchester College, uh, which is now Manchester University. And um, I coached both softball and basketball there and um, just kind of fell in love with it. I fell in love with the college atmosphere, being on a college campus, um, saw the kind of the other things that go into coaching, not just the X's and O's and, and the satisfaction of seeing a kid develop and um, being with them through those kind of 18 to 22 vulnerable years of their lives. And um, when I first started coaching at Manchester, I knew that was what I was going to do from then on, which was kind of ironic because I had always said I never wanted to be a coach. Um, so from there, I jumped to uh, a small Division two Urbana University, became the head coach there. Um, from there, went to Walsh, and this whole time I was kind of like, I want to get back to Division One. I. I played at Division One, um, and I had gotten passed up for some jobs since I had only coached at the D2 and D3 level. So I took uh, an associate head coach position at IUPUI, and from there, after just one year, I, I applied for the job at the Mount and um, was able to attain it and become the head coach there. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds like a really good career so far in, in coaching. Where did you where did you play overseas? Uh, I played in Italy. Um, I had opportunities in a couple different countries, but um, my dad was born and raised in Italy, and all my family on his side still lives there, um, which oh, is awesome. a really scary time right now for them. But um, when I was picking where to play, I knew I wanted to play there. I wanted to learn the language better. Um, I wanted to be able to live in that culture. You know, as we visited all the time as kids growing up, but um, I just I knew I wanted to to be there as much as I could. So I played over there for almost five years. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Um, that's cool that you got to go and, and play and be around family and learn the, learn your culture a lot better. It was an awesome experience. Um, one that I wouldn't trade for anything. It was tough because obviously my parents and my siblings were here. It's not like you can come home on the weekends and see them. And the seasons are so long over there. And, um, you know, I missed a lot. But at the same time, it was such a cool experience, um, you know, from, you know, the athletic side, the comp- the competitive side to just the culture and going to the beaches and eating the food on a daily basis and just waking up and going for walks and just, you know, kind of soaking it in. It was a really cool experience. That's really awesome. That sounds so cool. Um, and what would you say, what would you say your most memorable travel experience is kind of going off that? Um, yeah, no, I have a lot. Um, but I think probably one of more, more memorable was when I was playing overseas um, if we got a weekend off, um, we would try and figure out places to go. And uh, one of the, well, actually twice we went, but the one weekend was um, 
you know, super fun. It was, it's cheap to travel within Europe. So we found like these 40 Euro flights to go to Barcelona for the weekend. And we had like a three day weekend, um, had so much fun, um, met so many different people from all over, um, had a blast, um, experienced some things that I never would have experienced otherwise. Um, you know, saw some, um, you know, some really cool things. And, um, when we went there, the, the Italian language and the Spanish are so similar that we would just speak in Italian, or at least I would. And this, you know, the people there would just speak back in Spanish and we didn't completely understand each other, but, um, it was enough that we could communicate, communicate. And, um, like I said, just one of the coolest, um, experiences I've had, especially just traveling like that kind of on a whim. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that, that you just were able to go for a three day weekend and go and visit Spain. That's so cool. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Yeah, have you been able to travel internationally at all with any of your teams, like any of the teams you coach? Um, we not really. We went to Puerto Rico with my uh, Urbana team, um, but that's that's about it. Um, I don't even know if that's considered internationally. I think you know our U.S. passports work there. Um, it was a really cool experience. I mean, the gyms are like open air open air gyms. You would see like a game going on and maybe a dog run right past your bench because it was like the tiny. <laughs> was like open air um it, the gyms were, were really cool I I loved it I I don't mind the heat so um you know for me it was a great experience we basically practiced outside um you know walked to the games and you know just kind of soaked it up I think we went right around New Year's Eve so it was like really really cold in Ohio where we were and then to go down there and kind of get a break from the, the cold and also play two games um, but that's the only experience I've had with traveling um, internationally with, our, with one of my teams. No, oh, that's so fun. That's cool to think about the being an open air gym. Yeah, um, cool. that's awesome. Just kind of like a round off question towards the end here. If you're an athlete wanting to play for a team in university, what would your advice be to the athlete? I just think with um, college athletics, um, it's you have to be very dedicated and you have to truly love it. Um, because when you get to the college level, there's so much work that goes into it. Um, you know, if you don't love it, the, the, the getting up early to, to run extra or to lift weights or to get your individual workout on the court in, um, it becomes like a job and it becomes miserable if you don't truly love it. But if you truly love it, it's one of the most rewarding experiences um, that you could possibly have in your life. Um, you know, one of the things about this year with it being a bummer that it ended, um, we still had our journey together and our journey together was amazing. And these girls still have these relationships that they're going to have for the rest of their life. And while we didn't get to finish it off, um, that's just such a small piece of um, the whole experience of being a college athlete. Yeah, that's a really good point. What's your next adventure? Like, are you uh, having any travel plans or? I mean, it's hard to think about travel right now. I got married um, almost two years ago and my husband hasn't been to Italy yet. So I would oh. love to take him to Italy and show him, you know, where my family is and maybe even hit up a couple of the places that I haven't been. Um, I've been a ton of places in Italy, but there's still a couple of spots that I haven't got to experience, um, at least as, I guess, as a tourist. When I played over there, I saw a lot of cities like Venice and Lake Como, but like I've never got to do the gondola stuff in Venice or, you know, I've yeah. never got to do the the Pisa. I've seen it. We played there, but. I've never got to be a tourist. So one of these days when everything uh, slows down with the um, the virus and all that crazy stuff that's going on, I would love mm -hmm. to take him over there and um, kind of just be a tourist in Italy and, and take him to see where my family is and 
my family owns a bar over there. So I, you know, I can't wait to show him that and uh, awesome. you know, show him all that stuff. Yeah. That, that sounds so great. And be able to just share that such a special place to you with someone Absolutely. with your husband. That's, that's really yeah, awesome. So many memories there growing up. I can't, can't wait to get back over there. It's been too long. Yeah, definitely. So then also what, what are you most excited about the, in the next season when you guys get to play, when you guys get to play again? Well, like I mentioned earlier, we don't um, we don't really lose anybody that played this year. So, um, you know, even though our year ended with uh, abruptly with the you know cancellation of our tournament, we, we do return um, almost everyone. So hopefully we can continue to work hard over the summer, get better. And, you know, every other team in our conference is going to lose people to graduation. So um, hopefully we can come back even stronger and have an even better year than we did last year. And I know the fact that we didn't get to finish our conference tournament, our girls are going to play with a chip on their shoulder and they're, wanna, they're going to want to prove, you know, prove themselves since we didn't get to do it this year. Yeah, they're gonna, it's going to make them play even harder because they didn't get to finish it off. I'm sure Definitely. they're going to be thinking about it for the rest of the time until the next season starts and really be motivated to just knock the next season out of the park. Absolutely, because we wanted to prove everyone to everyone this year that, you know, we were good enough to be the best team in our conference and good enough to go to the big dance and didn't have that opportunity. So I know it's only going to fuel their their work ethic all summer long and all fall as well. Yeah, that's 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 exciting. Yeah, well, thank you so much for letting us get a glimpse into your team and your season. It was so great chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit. Thanks for having me. I love doing it. I'm excited to listen to some of the other people that you've talked to along the way. And yeah, I just appreciate being on. Yeah, thanks so much for coming and chatting with us. We're super excited to watch your team excel in this next season that they'll get to play. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcasts to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.